Hi, I'm David. And I'm Shay. And we are Board on the Air on CFCR, where we talk about board games and board game-related topics on tonight's show. We will talk about what we've been playing. We have one. Uh, the news. Yep. And we're going to continue going on the BGG Top 100 Games. Uh, we got up to 58 last time, so there's 57 more of these to go through. Uh, we'll see how many we can get through tonight, because now we have actual programming to talk about. <laughs> All right, well, let's, let's talk about the game that we played, because we only played one. But before we start, don't you think we need a theme song? I don't think we need a theme song. Okay. Well, I don't know why you insist we need a theme song. I think we need a theme song. If anybody wants to create a theme song and send it to us through Facebook or something... I would be all over that. A theme song. A theme song. Mm. Okay, Cascadia. That was the game that we played, that yes. That is the game we played. Tell us about Cascadia, Dave. So Cascadia is the second game from this uh, group. Uh, the first one did Calico. Uh, Randy a Flynn is the designer. AG sent it out. And the multi-talented... Beth Sopel did the artwork on it. Yes, and I think you mentioned her in the news maybe last week or the week before. She's putting out a deck of cards. Yes. All painted by her. Yeah, it comes out, uh, excuse me, the uh, 15th of this week, so tomorrow. Yeah, so it's... So yesterday, if you're listening to this. Yeah, <laughs> tomorrow <laughs> when we're recording it. It came out on Wednesday. Um, so yeah, I've seen some pictures from it and it's beautiful. Yeah, it's, so. I, I don't have a use for a deck no. of cards, but God, is it nice. I'm like, I'm trying to justify buying it because it's so pretty. Yeah. Uh, it's, I'm just trying to think what I would ever use it for. Uh, other looking than, at? Yeah, but it would be in a box. That's true. You're not going to put 52 cards out, right? And you could frame them. You could. <laughs> But Cascadia. Cascadia. Yeah. Not, not that we went off topic. <laughs> Cascadia is like Calico in that you're, it's all about placement. Uh, in this game, you're placing terrain and you're placing animals on those terrain. And the terrain will tell you what animals can go on them. Yeah, uh, kind of like um, Ecos. Yeah, yeah. It's got a little bit of Ecos feel. It's got a very much Calico feel to it. And on your turn, you're going to take one terrain and one animal and they're going to be paired up and there's there's acorns that allow you to mix up how you do that uh but for the most part if they're beside each other that's what you have to take you put them on your board and then the next person goes you're going to do this anywhere from 20 to 23 times uh, because you add 20 per player plus three additional ones so in a three-player game you i think you get 21 turns i guess uh it was a lot of fun uh you score by there's five cards that you put out, one for each type of animal, and there I think, six different of those in the box. Uh, so there's some variety of how those are going to score. So every game's not going to be the same. Mm -hmm. And then for the terrain, you're going to get points based on your largest contiguous area. With uh, the person who has the most gets a bonus of three, and if you're in a three- or four-player game, the second place gets a bonus of one. And then if you have any acorns left, which are, as I say, the the currency to do special stuff in the game, they're worth a point at the end of the game. I really enjoyed this game. I got to play it four times last week at three different player count levels and had a great time each time. I lost three of them badly 
And then when I started complaining about it, everybody felt sorry for me and allowed me to win the last game. Yeah, yeah. He's going on about how he sucks at it and he'll never win. And then the last game he beats us. And it's like, hmm, really? I think I think you were dramatizing just a little bit. Well, it's one of my talents, really. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I also very much enjoyed this game. Oh, you're still here? I'm still here. Uh, <laughs> and I played the game. You uh, did. It's the start of school and I still managed to play a game, guys. Um, but yeah, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it more than Calico. Calico didn't make a lot of sense to me. And yeah. this one, I kind of got how the pattern matching and everything was supposed to work. Calico, you're, you're on a set size of boards, so you have less freedom for pushing stuff around. Yeah. Because you have your scoring tiles on the board as well, and you have to build around that. So there's, there's not the, uh, sandboxy feel of it that this one does. Yeah, exactly. Uh, solid, solid game. Uh, in the news, I'm going to talk about the third one that just got hit Kickstarter today or two days ago when you hear this, and that is Cascadia. All right, you are listening to Board on the Air on CFCR, and we're going to jump into the news. So, Dave, what what news do we got? I, I think I know some of them, but it was actually uh, because Gen Con starts today. If if you're listening to it. In two days, if we're recording this, <laughs> uh, lots of stuff has gotten announced. Uh, Azul, the fourth Azul, Queen's Garden. Didn't show any pictures. All it says is it's got a unique drafting mechanic, which I suspect is the same one they've used in the other three games. And you're going to put them on a board. Uh, there's supposedly three different types. There's trees and... And like monument type stuff to go in this garden. But I, I've liked all the Azuls. Some more than others. And I'm curious to see the fourth one. Yeah, absolutely. Ah, bad news. Pandasaurus. <laughs> this one I knew. Their warehouse got broken into on Monday night. No, Sunday night. No, I think it was Monday. Was it Monday? Yep. Monday night. And they had... Like 200 games stolen, 100 of Dinosaur World, yeah, and 100 of The Loop. Yeah, In The Loop or whatever it's called. Yeah. yeah. They quickly found their way onto eBay. Mm -hmm. uh, they contacted the eBay sellers and they agreed to pull them down and give them back to them because they weren't the ones that stole the games. And the police are involved and they are pretty sure they know who's done it. So hopefully they get caught, yes. arrested, and flogged. <laughs> I don't know about flogged, but in case you're worried about your pledge, even if they um, aren't able to sell the ones that they got back, or if you know if they aren't able to get all of them back, they did. They do say they ordered enough that they should still be able to fulfill everybody's order. So there's no concern there. Yeah, I think it's part of the uh, the pre-sale stuff is what got stolen. Is how I took it from their uh, description. Ah, uh, Keyforge. It, it has, I, I, I would say it's had mixed reviews mm -hmm. and mixed support. Uh, it's going to go on a hiatus. Uh, they've People all... were like just dragging this on Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> the uh, Winds of Exchange is the next one coming. But what they've said is with COVID, it's so hard to get everything. And they've discovered that in the algorithm that 
creates the decks, there is an error. Mm -hmm. So they have to start from scratch on that, which will take a long time. Yeah, they've said that their algorithm is so broken, they have to completely rewrite it. And people are like, what does that mean? (laughs) I'm suspecting there weren't unique decks in the last one. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Seven Wonders. I remember about a month ago or a couple weeks ago, they did a uh, Something's Coming and it turned to be just this puzzle thing that you had to solve. Now, a month later, they've announced Seven Wonders Architects. They're calling this a streamlined version, easier to play version of Seven Wonders. I always thought the original was pretty easy to play. I was going to say, I include that in a gateway game, so if it's even easier. Yeah, and the price tag on it's like 50 US. Yeah. That's, that's priced a little high for a easier to get into game. Yeah. A uh, bunch of expansion news. Paleo, which is... I haven't played, but got good reviews, is getting a large expansion, which is adding more content, of course. Uh, Anno 1800, which is not even available in North America yet, is getting a another expansion, or a first expansion, which from the description gave me sort of a Concordia feel where you're starting with the same deck and playing it out that way. Uh, this is from Martin Wallace. The game looks very cool. I'm curious for when it gets over to North America uh, to play this one. Mm-hmm. Uh, Air, or Air, Land, and Sea is getting its first expansion called Spies, Lies, and Supplies. It's <laughs> a good name. <laughs> uh, yes. Also at Gen Con, reminder that they're releasing Air, Land, and Sea Critters at War, which has a really cartoony feel to it. Cool. Uh, one that's super exciting for me and that I wrote no- lots of notes on. Uh, Bonfire is getting its first expansion called Trees and Creatures. Uh, it's going to have three modules and everybody's favorite, a fifth player. <laughs> I don't need a fifth player for this game. No, I think it's big enough as is. It is, and it's it's a meaty game. Like yeah. it, it took a while to get through this one. I, I love it. Yeah. I, I thought it was a wonderful game and want to play it more. Uh, and the modules, though, sound cool. First one's going to give you asymmetric powers. You're nice. going to draft uh, a gnome or something that's going to give you some powers off the start. Uh, there's going to be some... Ah! There's going to be some tree tiles that as you expand your path, which is part of the game you get to put these tree tiles out which give you different bonuses Mm -hmm. and then finally every time you put a gate tile out an event happens which modifies the rules for everybody oh neat yeah all of that sounds really cool i'm hoping the modifications don't break the game to an extent where it's no longer fun yep uh but this is one of those games that didn't get a lot of love when it first came out because i think it's heavier than most of his stuff but there is a wonderful game in there, in my opinion. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, War of the Ring uh, is getting an expansion called Fate of Erebor. Uh, this is, or this was initially released with the collector's edition of Battle of Five Armies, and now they've really they're going to release it as a standalone. And basically, what it's doing is saying at the end of the Battle of Five Armies, what if the Shadow People won? Instead of the free people. Right. Uh, So you're going to start War of the Ring differently because of that. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah. And then a couple of Kickstarters. Scandala, Verdant, Master of the Universe. Scandalo. Scandalo, Verdant, 
Masters of the Universe Scandalous from Awkward Guests. Same card thing, but there's five different color or six different color cards, which is supposed to allow you to get the uh, decks together a little bit easier, uh, which is good because that is the time-consuming part of that game. Verdant is the third game of the Calico Cascadia grouping, and Masters of the Universe is from Simon or Come On Games. <laughs> Lots of minis and a big castle grayskull that you can put your minis on for fighting looks beautiful uh it's a dudes on the map rolling dice for combat and it's expensive and it's expensive but i would love the minis but the minis look very nice it's just set up on and, the wall well it's this one's tough because this is my childhood right master of the universe was a big thing when mm-hmm. i was growing up uh i think the only one that would be harder is if they did a gi joe one because yeah. that was what i collected growing up and, and to be fair, you guys showed us Master, Master of the Universe. Universe. Yeah, you like, saw it young. Yeah, I love She-Ra. Yeah. Like, she was amazing. And uh, She-Ra, Princesses of Power, awesome show. Would recommend. I haven't watched... It's so good. It or the new... I haven't watched the new He-Man. He-Man. But <laughs> Princesses of Power is amazing, and I would recommend it to everyone. It's so good. Yeah, so it's not a type of game that we play, so that's going to gonna stop me from buying it yeah uh this would be the first come on game that i would ever back because it looks cool it looks so cool and it's it is an ip that i can get behind but the gameplay is not enough yeah i think if there was more to it that i something unique there that i was like yeah i want to play this then i would probably have a better chance of doing it or at least the base game at 110 bucks but you need the great or the Castle Grayskull, so that's 220 American. Yeah. Okay. Oh, I want to mention one oh. thing. I don't know if you saw this. You have news? Yeah. Uh, Ravensburger. Oh, Ravensburger. They're, they're no longer going to have a New York, or a New York, North America distributor. No. Following the next quarter. So what's happened is they've, on, on September 17th, they're going to stop taking orders because they're afraid they're going to run out of product. Right. They're going to fulfill everything at that point, and once they're comfortable, then they're going to reopen sales again. And it's it's orders from North America. Yeah, it's just yeah. North America, not Europe. Uh, Ravensburger does a lot of games that we like. Uh, the Alea stuff, like uh, my Stefan Feltz. Yeah, uh, Rise of Queensdale, Ravensburger game that we love. Uh, so hopefully it's not shut down for too long, but yeah. Yeah, I wanted to mention that one because I saw it yes, today. Yes, I forgot about that one. Uh, you're listening to Born on the Air. I am David. And I am Shay. And we are going to go into our main topic, number 57. So, as I look at the list of the stuff coming up, there is going to be a lot of stuff we haven't played. Oh, yeah? <laughs> yes. Okay, number 57, Pax Pamir. Second edition, this is a worker placement, heavy economic Euro set in the fashion industry. Okay. We have not played it. No, I've never even heard of it. I've seen it. It's supposed to be good. Oh no, I'm getting this mixed up. Pax Pyramid is just a little deck card game. Uh, (laughs) I was mixing it up with Predaporte. Sorry, my bad. That's hilarious. Yes, so I do not know this one, but it looks like it's area control. Perfect. Number 56 is Eclipse. Uh, 
This is one that probably shouldn't be on the list uh, because the second edition. Ah, gotcha. Is out. Have I played this one? Eclipse? No. Yeah. This hmm. is like Twilight Imperium. Oh, okay. No, it's way too big. But it's yeah. it's a two-hour version of Twilight Imperium with lots of crafting in your ships and stuff. Gotcha. So as you start, everybody's fairly similar, but as you add upgrades and stuff, everybody changes very much. It, it The second edition looked wonderful, and I almost bought it because I don't want to play Twilight, but I don't mind the idea of that type of game. Yep. Uh, 55, one that we do own and one that we've played only 66 recorded times plus <laughs> probably another 40 or so on top oh, of that. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Uh, Azul, uh, one of the great abstract strategy games. Yeah, we talked about this, the um, the fourth one's coming out at some point. And yeah, it's, it's one of our faves for sure. Yes. Uh, number 54, On Mars. This is another Vital Lacerda game that, this is one that I haven't played. Everybody says this is the heaviest of his games, mm -hmm. which scares the heck out of me <laughs> because his games are not light to begin with. And, but I'd like to try it because it's gorgeous. All of his games are gorgeous. Oh yeah. Uh, Ian O'Toole does the art and the, the graphic design on it is top notch. Uh, Le Havre at 53. This is a Yui Rosenberg game. Uh, very popular game from 2008, so it's a little bit of an older one, uh, in modern board game times. Yep. Uh, it's all about you're at this busy port and you're trading goods for other goods and shipping them. And I've played this on the app, so I'm going to give us a plate on that one. Fair enough. Yep. Uh, really solid. Uh, this is Tom Vassell's favorite of his games. Oh, okay. Uh, and a lot of people love this one. Uh, I've never played the physical copy, but if anybody has it, I would definitely be down for sitting down because I do like my Yui Rosenberg games. Other than Agricola, I found too punishing. Uh, number 52, Star Wars Imperial Assault. I think I've played this one once. When? At Board Game Club. Yeah? Yeah. I think. Is this the one? Correct me if I'm wrong. Where it, because I could be thinking of, this is the one where you buy the minis, right? And you add the things in, or is that the other That's Star Wars That's the game? other one. That's, you're thinking of X-Wing. Yeah, I've played one of them. Yeah, you've played X-Wing. Because that's where you have the, where you yeah, measure between you measure, the ships. Yeah, okay, yeah. so I've played X-Wing. Okay, Star Wars Imperial Assault is their dungeon crawl version. Oh. Uh, it's based on the Descent engine, and supposed to be great. I just... We have a lot of dungeon crawls that we don't get to play. That's fair. And while I love Star Wars, this is not the game that's really, uh, yeah. really has me chomping at the bit to get. That one's going to be coming up in a bit here. Uh, 51, Clans of Caledonia. This one I have not played, but looks very interesting. It looks like it's a, uh, a streamlined version of Terra Mystica, mm -hmm. uh, which you've played. Yep. Uh, but... Because of that, I haven't tried it. And I don't really know anybody that has it. So uh, it, it looks interesting, but I, I own Terra Mystica and I own Gaia Project. So why would I get a streamed down version of that? Fair enough. Uh, 50. One of my favorites from last year, uh, Lost Ruins of Arnak. That has shot up there fast. 
this one is Indiana Jones, the board game. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we have tweaked this one and added actual compasses and gold coins. And you right, bought painted, books that you painted, painted and, magnifying, and glasses. magnifying glasses. I really like this game, but we have not got it to the table near enough. No. 49, Mechs versus Minions. We have not played this one. This is based on Legends of the video game, the League of Legends. Oh. <laughs> this League of Legends is what this is based on. Uh, this is a big box game that ha 2016 uh, came out at a very reasonable price, but you know didn't ever pick it up. Uh, it's a MOBA, a board game version of a MOBA. Mm -hmm. and looks interesting, but not something I'm going to play. Yeah, probably not Not up our, our alley there. No, I played, uh, was it Rum and Bones, I think is what Adam <laughs> has, which is very similar, but you're pirates and stuff. Okay, yeah. And had a great time with that one, but this one just, it didn't do anything for me. Yeah. Uh, 48, Barrage. Heavy economic Euro game again. Uh, not one that we've played. And it looks interesting. It's just, it looks pretty, like pretty dry. Like brass level? Or... I, I would say more than brass. Yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah. You're, you're, it's all about uh, hydroelectric dominance in a dystopia where water is power. And you're, you're moving it and you're blocking off other people. It, it It is a nice looking game, but not something I'm anywhere near wanting to play. Yep. Okay, we're back into stuff we've played. Number 47, Power Grid. We own and played this one. I have not played this one. You have not played this one. This is a dry economic euro. <laughs> I think BGG has a trend, you know? Yeah, it's they're, they're popular, right? Yeah. Uh, this one is very mathy because you're figuring out your income each round. Uh, as you buy your supplies, they go up and down in cost. And... The biggest complaint on this one is there is so much math in it. Yeah, that's not something I... I don't like math when I'm doing it for school. I don't want to do it in my off time as well. <laughs> yes, for sure. I, I really liked it. Math is easy. Yeah, you like math. So, yeah. Uh, 46, Zolkin, the Mayan calendar. This is one that we've owned and played a significant amount of times. I've not played this one yet. With the dials? No. Yes. We talk about this every time we talk about this game, that I have not played it yet. And you're always like, what? And it's like, how many times do we have to have this I conversation? I sure. I have I not played this game. I have played this. I have not played it. Okay. I played, I think, Tekenyu. Maybe. Maybe. You've played uh, Teo Tawakin. I know that. That's what I've played. Not yeah. Tekenyu. Yeah. I've not played this game. Okay. So Zolkin, uh, the board is a bunch of gears. And as they turn each round, the, the game is aging. Once they do a full circle, the game's over. Uh, beautiful game. Great mechanics. Uh, I really like this one. Uh, yeah. I think it plays so well. And it's that, that really tight engine building game. Yeah, I've seen pictures of the gears painted and it looks super cool. So For sure. Okay, number 45. Newest game in my collection. Uh, Anachrony. In our collection. <laughs> <laughs> the game that's the reason why I haven't played a lot of games. Yes, Shay's been painting this all summer. Uh, there's 36 minis that she's been painting, and they all look beautiful. 
eventually on our Instagram, you'll be able to see these. I'm on the last set. Yeah. So I'm getting close and then I'll take a bunch of pictures and we'll put them on our Instagram. Yeah. We want to, we haven't really showed Ryan what they look like. Uh, so we want to show him first. Yeah. Okay. Number 44. We is... never actually said that the game was good. We oh. just, we just said the minis were cool. <laughs> we absolutely love this game to the point that the next morning we were still talking about the yeah. game on the way to work. Yeah, it's uh, brilliant. Once it comes back into print, it will come into our collection. Absolutely. Guaranteed. Uh, Kingdom Death Monster. One of the big Kickstarters of 2015. Uh, it's a big box of minis that you have to put together. A la modeling puzzle type idea. Okay. Uh, nobody has ever talked about the game. Just the miniatures. Because they're, <laughs> they're, they're beautiful. All the pictures I've seen are wonderful. But yet it's at 44. And yet it's at 44. 43, Underwater Cities. This one I have played. I do not own. Uh, you have not played this one. No. This one I see as a streamlined version of Terraforming Mars. Because there's a lot of card play in it. Uh, your mom didn't make that connection when we played it. But I really like this one. I thought it was solid. Uh, this is... Uh, Suchi, who does Pulsar 2849, another one of my uh, top games. Uh, really, really solid game. It's got an expansion out that uh, makes it even better. Underwater Cities. Cool. All right. 42 is Seventh Continent. We technically own this one. We got right, the, we have cards it in the cards from Ryan because... They reprinted them off the last Kickstarter, so a bunch of people had second cards, and he just gave me his spare cards, and we just haven't had a chance to play it yet. Yeah. Uh, this is a an adventuring game, sort of Indiana Jones, where you're trying to solve curses. I think it comes with four curses or something in the main box, and they supposedly take two or three hours each. Mm -hmm. uh, supposed to be a really good game. Uh, very popular. It was only available for Kickstarter for the longest time. And then they released a classic one that I think has two curses in it that you can get for about 100 bucks from Target or online. And I think the online was free shipping for a long time. Too Many Bones. Number 41. Number 41. Not one that we've played. Uh, it's a good name, though. I like the name. Yeah, it's... From what I've seen, it's a bunch of dice. This is like a $250 game. Oh my goodness. It, it's really, really expensive. Uh, I don't know anything about it. I know Paul Grogan loves this game uh, from uh, Gaming Rules. But I don't know. It must be good at number yeah, 41, at 41, right? It's, it's got to be popular. It's, it's just there's a lot of dice. Ah, number 40. My favorite cooperative <laughs> trick-taking game. I own two copies of this. How many cooperative trick-taking games do you know? One. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Actually, two, because the second one's supposed to be out right away. Oh, okay. <laughs> that does not count. Uh, this one is something that shouldn't work, in my opinion. Like, trick-taking is cooperative, or is not cooperative, is competitive. But it works really well. And if you like trick-taking games, this is one to try. It's a $15 game and worth every penny. Uh, we've had hours upon hours upon hours of fun with this. Uh, we finished it mm -hmm. uh, out at the lake this last year. 
and it's it's wonderful. Yeah, I haven't played it. We've talked about that before. I don't like trick-taking games, and so I probably will never play it. But uh, I know you guys loved it, so. Yeah. Cool. Exactly. Okay, so that takes us up to number 40, or that that is number 40. So we will stop there, and we'll uh, do America's Top 40 next week. America's Top 40, uh, basically. <laughs> yeah, next week is the start of F Emphasis. So we'll probably focus more on this list. Because we're going to do a lot more talking about how to donate money to uh, CFCR. I am David. And I'm Shay. We will talk to you next week. Have a good night.